Hello and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Post-Match Podcast. We are now at the second international break of the season, but no time than better to catch up with um, our latest football fan uh, involved in the podcast. And this week we have Mark Jameson, lifelong Newcastle United supporter. Mark, what we all want to talk about is the journey Newcastle has been on the last couple of years, but really the peak of that uh, since the takeover must have been last week uh, when you played PSG. Tell us about some of the emotions that was was going through um, going, going through your mind. Uh, tell us tell us what it was like actually from from the draw, the Champions League draw, yeah. Mark. Because what a group yeah. you've got there. No, well, thanks for having me on, Gar. Um, yeah, I mean, since we qualified for the Champions League, it was yeah, it was awesome. Obviously, so excited to 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 just be in it. Um, to be back there after 20 years we when the draw obviously I was glued to the TV when the draw came in and it's one of those ones where you kind of you think to yourself oh it might be nice to get a few sort of of the lesser teams so you can't try and get through and try and make a run of it etc but at the same time whenever you whenever you really think about it it's those aren't the games you want after 20 years like you, you want to play the big boys right you want especially for those die-hard season ticket-holding fans, the ones who travel week in, week out abroad, no matter where the team go, you know, you want them to experience those big nights at the San Siro or, you know, over in Dortmund and, and PSG, etc. like that we ended up getting. So whenever the group draw came out, I got to be honest, I looked at it with excitement and, and also no fear. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I genuinely believed at that time that, that we could get out of the group. Um, and even even more so now, you know, I, I I really think we have a very very good chance of get, getting out of the group. We've certainly given ourselves a real good platform, and hopefully we can build upon that. Um, you know, in the remaining four matches. But yeah, it's it's been amazing, like to just to have Champions League nights back at at St James's. It's yeah, it's been incredible. And last Wednesday was right up there with one of the best nights I've had uh, as a, as a Newcastle fan. I have to say. Um, we the game against Milan, the first game against Milan. You know you're away at the San Siro, and and obviously a lot of boys that don't have the the Champions League experience, etc. So I was expecting a bit of a a bit of a rougher night. Um, and to be fair, we we kind of got that. Like we they really they really battered us. Uh, you know, especially in that first half. Um, and we rode our luck for sure. Um, second half we were a lot better didn't think they, they gave us an awful lot and then we could have nipped it right at the end but you, you know you, you come away with the point You're, I, I would have took it before kickoff so you know it was it was yeah it was good it was a good way to build and then you know to go into the PSG game I'm a big talk sport listener and just yeah. in general you know and and the build up to, to that game was fantastic and, and just hearing the fans coming on, how excited they were, you know, in the in the morning and the afternoon, just in that lead up to the game, you know, it, it, it yeah, it, it made me it made me very excited and proud to be a Newcastle fan. And I was I was extremely excited for the game. Nervous, you know, because you know, you are getting the likes of Killian Mbappe and that, you know, coming to St James's and, and you know what he can do, you know, when he turns it on, those type of boys. Could be could be a bit of a rough night, but just I had a feeling before the game that that you know we could do something special because St James's Park nowadays is 
is a different place to what it was, you know, a couple of years ago. Nowadays, yeah. it's found that the teams don't want to go to. Um, and I, I mean, you, you could see that in, you know, on the Wednesday night. I mean, I remember there was a couple of images of, of Mbappe throughout the game and, and he wanted to be anywhere else but there. Um, you know, and I, I just had a feeling we could do something. And, I mean, when, when they were walking out, and the atmosphere, and, and you see what war flags did, and the display, and that that, that they had they had there, and, and just uh, the the emotion that was going on, and, and you really felt like some, I felt like we could do it. Yeah. And then I was very proud. I mean, I was extremely proud. I was near brought a tear to my to be honest with you, when the Champions League music started, and um, you know, just to have that back there. And then from 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 kickoff from minute one. We were, we were just at it. I mean, I don't know what was it, a couple of minutes in, Anthony Gordon, then he's a, you know, wins basically well, a goal kick, left the trail, <laughs> but he, he goes at the crowd, you know, he pumps up the crowd. He, he, and, and from then on in, we were just sensational. We were at it, yeah. you know, and that wasn't the only one. I mean, you know, there was there was Bruno as well, you know, went you know, tackle, ball out of play just for a throw in, but again, getting the crowd going. That's not the first match that that's happened. You know, we've we've seen it, you know, I've seen it um Isaac and Gordon doing it against Man City in the cup the week before. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what the fans want to see. The fans want to see players who are giving their absolute all for yeah. for the club and for the shirt. And each to a man that night they were they were fantastic all over the pitch. We just we we ran we ran them ragged. Um and they they yeah, they couldn't deal with that high intensity, that press, and that we had, and it was amazing. Mm. Do, do, do you think, Mark, that uh, Luis Enrique, he's, he's new to the, the job at PSG, he's, he's taken over, as always, they've spent a lot of money, they've recruited some some big players in there, they've lost Messi and Neymar, but still Kulamiani, you know, brilliant player at the World Cup, uh, and Bappe, um, so, so many good players there, but I think, he actually underestimated Newcastle a bit. Uh, he played like a four-two-four uh, formation. He, he he actually played that in the previous league game where they drew nil-nil with Clermont, so it didn't work there. So I don't yeah. know how he thought it was going to work uh, at St James's <laughs> Park. Where rightly you said, you know, Newcastle, were, um, even in a league cup game against Man City, you know, that was a a cesspit. That was a really really hard place to play. So. I do, I do think they disrespected you a bit there. Um, you spoke there about the how how some of the players are able to get the the, the crowd fired up, and that you know that's what the the fans rightly so demand. How big an impact has Kieran Trippier been? Um, one of the first signings under the new ownership. How how big of an impact has he been on the Newcastle squad, not just on and off the pitch? He's 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 been he's been immense. He's been massive for us. He, when he came in, he, he was he was as you say he was he was you know the first time um under under the new ownership um you know and and he he was coming at that time from you know from a, a team I'm pretty sure Atletico just won the league the season before yeah. um you know so he was coming there league winner Champions League you know he's playing the Champions League and and he. Coming to a team which at that time, um, were 
I mean, then I a dire straight. We all right, we we got a bit better, but you know, we we went. I'm pretty sure it was our first fourteen games of the season without winning a game that yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, until until the one 0 win against Burnley, and then um, you know, he he came in um at a time whenever we were very much in a relegation fight, um, and he could have stayed at Let It Go. You know, Simeone wanted him to stay. Um. And let go were offering him more money than what Newcastle were offering him to stay, but he, he simply said himself, you know, his motivation was he wanted to come back to England, his family wanted to come back to England, and he obviously had worked with Eddie before. So, you know, he he just he wasn't shy of coming for that challenge. He wasn't afraid of what could happen. You know, if it went down, he wasn't, you know, uh, prepared to just ditch us, walk away. I, I don't think he would have a genuinely don't if that had happened. Um, but he came in, and ever since he's come in, he's just set the tone, both on and off the pitch. The professionalism that he shows, the way he conducts himself on and off the pitch, the standards he expects. You, you can see that he expects extremely high standards. And that, for me, reverberates around the entire squad. He, he demands that off each and every one of you know the, the players um, in that squad. And... He, you know, to be at to be at his levels and the standard, you know, those standards, and to, uh, you know, very much so, they've they've pretty much delivered every time since. Um, but he he's been he's been like a poster boy almost, yeah. you know, for for going from the old era, the, you know, the, under under Ashley, which yeah, well, I'm sure we'll come on to in a bit. You know, it was it was dark times then, and um, he has symboled everything that's that's been good and about, you know, the club ever since, as I say, the, the ownership changed and um yeah, they, they started to go in in a more positive direction. But he he's just been unbelievable. Like uh, he he's he's consistently around the eight every every single week. He, yeah. You know is what he gives us both defensively and offensively on the pitch is, you know, is is second to none. His deliveries yeah. are unbelievable, and you know, off the pitch, as I say, obviously, I, I don't know the day and day I don't know of, of how it goes, but you know, from from everything I've read, from everything I've heard, from what I've seen of him, from the way other players and Eddie etc. talk about him, he just has he's just an absolute immense player within that that. Uh, squad in that dressing room and he's on the leadership council Newcastle have a leadership council yeah all players a small group of players he's on that you know he, he obviously isn't club captain but he captains the team when Lascelles isn't on the pitch he, he wears that armband he wears a pride and and he just he is everything that, that Newcastle fans want of of their players you know what I mean hard working passionate will give all for the shirt Um. Yeah, so I, I think we've we've made some great signs in in the time that that's gone along, but he he would still be for me our top signing since since the ownership change. You know, regardless, not yeah. just because of what he gives you on the pitch, but off it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whatever happened him since since leaving Spurs and and uh, you know winning the league with Athletic Madrid, came back a much better defender, but like you say, a, a true leader. Going back to the the huge win over PSG, how pleasing was, was it as a Newcastle fan to have the goal scorers as players of the 
the pre-takeover era in Almiron, Longstaff, uh, and then Shar. Uh, and then also also the fact that one of the other goal scorers was Dan Byrne, who, who who's a, a Geordie. How yeah. pleasing was that for you? But also, how much of a testament is that to the work Eddie Howe's done? Um, and then maybe the ownership as well, by not just one bit by bit replacing their entire squad. Eddie's actually probably, Eddie maybe said to the board, you know, that I trust these guys, I see something there. Yeah. How, how pleasing was, was that for you? And how proud did that make you, Mark, uh, in that game? Uh, against PSG, it it yeah, it was huge. It was it was so it was so pleasing to see. Um, since since Miggy came in, um, I've been a massive fan of of Miguel Amor. You know, his first his first couple of years, he um, yeah, I mean, uh, his end product etc. wouldn't have been uh, you know. It wasn't up there with what we expected and what you would have wanted, especially over at that time our record signing. Um, but he, no matter what, he gave one hundred and ten percent on that pitch every day, and the fans loved loved him for it. You know, he's always playing with a smile. Um, and eventually, you know, the hard work has just paid off because now what he does now, he, he does have an end product, and to see him score that goal. And, and what it meant to him, you know, you could see what it meant to him when, you know, he went to celebrations going over into the crowd. It's not the first time he's done it in the past couple of seasons, but, um, you know, it meant so much to him. And, and it was it was amazing. It was it was fitting almost to see him be that first goal scorer in the Champions League come back because, you know, he, he had been, a, a you know, a signing under Ashley, a signing under Bruce, and, and somebody who... A lot of other fans and other clubs would have would have ridiculed and laughed at, um, I'm sure. And just just to see him be the one who 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 got that goal, it, it made me very happy. I have to say, and and, and the player he's become now is, I'll come on to it in a second. But you know, the player he's become now is is just nine day to, to what he was. He, he he's he scored some wonderful goals for us in the past season. He or two, he really has. And then obviously you see. Big Dan Byrne come in and then again another sign that came in in the same transfer window the Trippier did. Lifelong Newcastle fan, released by the academy, went down to the National League, I'm pretty sure he was nearly playing that, um, and his journey back up. And what he's become now as well, you know, going he was a centre-back, he's now turned into a left-back, and he's just, he, he's been immense for us. So to see him get that in the desire show to, to get his head on that ball at the back post. Um, you know, you can see what it really meant to him. Longstaff as well. Longstaff talked about after the game about how he pretty much saw his time in Newcastle was over a couple of seasons ago. A lot of them did. Um and you know, to see the turnaround in that and now whenever Tonali came in and stuff, uh, you know, you were thinking maybe Longstaff is his time in that team was sort of up. But see, to be honest with you, we missed him so much. And him being back on the team has, there's no coincidence that we've seen an upturn in our performance levels and, and, and you know, the energy levels um, that we've seen since before the last international break. He's been a major factor in that. Um, and then obviously, <laughs> Fabian Scher, who, I mean, he was a three million pound signing under Rafa Benitez, right? And uh, he has his goal was just a fitting way of finishing. It was it was it was unbelievable. But 
he has just transformed into an absolute rock for us at the back. A player that, that you honestly wouldn't you wouldn't have heard a couple of years ago if if he left. And now you, you definitely wouldn't want him to leave. You know, he's kind of indispensable. So and that is testament to to Eddie, what Eddie's done for us, you know, um he has took players that were there before who other Premier League clubs, as I say, probably would never have took, probably wouldn't even have entertained as as players that, that they would have in their team or their squad. And he has just transformed them and made them so much better. They look like world beaters at times. They, they really do. And um, as I say, it, it, it's just a huge testament to Eddie and his coaching and what he's done. I mean, the biggest one probably, and I, I don't know if you agree, is, is Joe Linton, right? I mean, yeah. Joe Linton came in at his £40 million pound as a striker, couldn't hit a barn door, right? Just fans laughed at him. I mean, me being one of them, I have to say, I hold my hands up, yeah. you know, I laughed at him. I just thought, Who, what is this, you know, donkey that we bought, basically? And then it kind of came as a bit of an accident, I suppose, really, in the Norwich game, whenever Kieran Clark got sent off and Joe Linton then got dropped back into the midfield. And ever since that moment, his career has just taken a completely different path at Newcastle. I mean, he's been our player of the year. He's an absolute stall fan's favourite. You know, he's a stalwart. He's, he's a massive fan's favourite. And it's it's massive testament to Eddie because he's given him the belief, the confidence, and found a position for him that he can thrive in. in. And... Um, yeah, un- unbelievable. But uh, he's not the only one, as I say. Many share, you know, um, you know, long staff. Yeah, it's Wilson. Even you know, I mean, Wilson was mm-hmm. there before. Wilson's become a better player. Um, the job he's done is is fantastic. It really is, and it was very fitting and pleasing to see that those boys were the ones that that got the glory. You know, even though it was a team, a, a superb team effort, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah, Joel, Joel Linton probably a victim like many other players that come to the Premier League where if if, if they had moved from Hoffenheim to another German team, it might have been 15 million for a player that scored like eight or nine goals. So it is hard coming to the Premier League. Sure. Basically, the problem is it's a bit like Almiron when he came in. He, he came in, probably overpaid for him as well, but... It, Yes, he didn't score a lot of goals, but you're coming to a team a team that just didn't score a lot of goals. That was a real problem. Um, under Steve Bruce. Um, but we'll not talk too much about that. We'll we'll try and stick with the <laughs> the, 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 the positives. Um so yeah, a great a great win over Man City in the cup as well. That must have given you big belief going into the PSG game. Um am I right in saying you've got my United next in the cup? Oh wait. We do. Man yeah. out of the way um in the in the cup next. So we do. So if we're going to do anything in the Carabao Cup, it's it's going to certainly come come a tough route. Um but it's it's there's no fear. There's no fear of playing anybody now. Um yeah. you know, Manchester United are not the team that, that they once were. Um and we yeah, we'll go there with confidence, thinking that, that we can definitely get a result. But at the same time, it was it was great to, it was great to win against Man City. It really was, and I was delighted, you know, that, that we'd done it. And especially after the way we played the first half, you know, the way we came out in the second half was night and day. And to get that win was fantastic. 
um, especially against Manchester City. Um, but the Carabao Cup isn't for me. It isn't my priority for, for Newcastle this season. You know, yeah. if we can have a cup run, if if we can manage to win it, great. But you know, the the focus has to be elsewhere, and and, and the the big focus. Yes, I definitely wants to do well in the Champions League, get out of the group, and, and who knows what, what we can do or how far we can go. Um, but the Premier League has to be your bread and butter because it's all well and good getting into the, the Champions League, uh, you know, for, for one season. But where we, the club, want to go and where fans want to go, and hopefully in the next five, ten years, whatever, we've got to be sustaining Champions League football, you know, year in, year out. Yeah. And that's that has to be a goal, you know, the big goal this season. But yeah, fantastic. Gives you a massive belief. And, you know, it was part of a run of seven games there between the last international break and this one where, you know, you went unbeaten, scored a lot of goals, kept a kept a good few clean sheets. And yeah, it's it's been it's been a positive uh run between between those those two international breaks for sure. So um We'll move back a bit. So, um, I'm I'm 37. You're you're 36, Mark. So, um, you do you do remember obviously then? Uh, you, you said there at the start, yeah, it's 20 years since you've been in the 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 the, the Champions League. Would you would you say that you remember then obviously beating Barcelona three two the Espria hat trick at that time that that was a huge result. Would you say that the win over PSG eclipsed that moment? Um, for I think, yourself, I, I think from I think for myself I did right because um I I'm a first of all I'm a lot older now um I'm a lot more emotionally involved in Newcastle now than what it was then right so for me now Newcastle results mean a lot to me you know they can either make or break my weekend my week you know in the case of the Liverpool result like. You broke my whole week, um. Yeah. So it means a lot to me. So I would say the PSG result was eclipsed that, but I still would. You know, I remember that that Barcelona game, and I remember that Spurs hat trick, and and it was an amazing, it was an amazing night. You know, and that was when I was kind of, you know, first sort of really, you know, properly I was supporting Newcastle. Then, you know what I mean? I'd been a Newcastle fan for a few years. At that stage, you know, I'm still young, and um, you know, it was it was a big night. I remember watching it with my dad, um, and yeah, it was you know we were three 0 up, um, and then obviously it got a bit got a bit sort of squeaky towards the towards the end, but it was an amazing it was an amazing night, and but I think that this the PSG one meant so much more because of, of where the journey the club has has taken in that time, right? Yeah, the club we've had went from those highs that, that we had you know in the, the Barcelona uh, around those, those Barcelona years you know even going up into the you know the 2003 season when we were in the Champions League the last time and that as well um, and you know to then go through what, what we've went through since then you know a couple of relegations in there some very dark days to then see us back now where we are against one of the real Suppose big hitters. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I have my own thoughts on PSG as a team and etc. But, um, you know, still they're a massive European club, a club that was expected to to yeah. beat us. Um, and to see the way we we just approached that game and, and with no fear and just and just went at them and 
um, took them apart. It, it, yeah, it, it was a real, it was a real statement when I think, and it was, it was a symbol of for me where the club has, you know, got themselves to now, and um, yeah, it was massive. It was, it was a great night, and <laughs> fingers crossed for many more of them coming forward, going forward. So. Yeah, so you, so you mentioned some of the, the low points there um, on, under the old ownership, Mike, I see, which we'll move on to. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was 97, um, beating Barcelona, um, which went on to be a great team just after that. I think Lewis and Rick actually played in that game. They did. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Um, but, yeah, in, in the 90s, runner-up twice, you know, very good chance of winning the league in 96, uh, sure. runner-up in 97, runner-up in the cup twice as well. Um, yeah. but but plenty of more European journeys as well. Um, what was it like as a Newcastle fan during that nightmare of Mike Ashley? Because he actually put the club up for sale at the very beginning of his owner, like at the beginning of the ownership. So it was clear this wasn't someone that was in to invest in the club. Um, there was probably never probably never any talk of winning things or any ambition. What? Did you did you ever feel like you were getting out of that nightmare? Did you ever feel like it was going to go away? Because I know for some Newcastle fans, you said at the start, Mark, you rang and um, you listened to Talksport a lot, as as I do myself. At that time, over the years, I do remember there was Newcastle fans just ringing in, and you know they're saying, "Look, I want to support the team. You know, I want us to support Steve Bruce. You know, I, I want us to do well, but part of me wants us to lose. Part part of me wants you know this to help." get rid of Ashley so you know I know some people probably find that strange but you can understand that as well so yeah did you ever feel like you were getting out of that nightmare could you ever have dreamt of of moments that you had last Wednesday dur- during during that nightmare of, under the Ashley ownership um that'll be honest with you for a large part of it no yeah. didn't um you know it was it was it was tough, you know. There were sometimes it was real tough. Like, you know, being a Newcastle fan was not you. You know, you weren't you weren't shutting from the rooftops the way you would now. You know, you weren't. I wasn't very proud of my club, to be honest with you. Then, you know, I I didn't have any real hope that that we were ever really going to do anything. You know, it was it was just about purely trying to survive, and that that takes a toll on you. You know. You know, mentally as a football fan, like yes, it's only a game, right, and etc. But you know, for for the likes of myself, and I'm sure yourself as well, guys, you know, it's 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 more than that. Like you know, it, it the club really means something to me, you know, and you know, my wife is is always giving off to me about you know, you know how how much it affects my mood and uh, the weekends <laughs> the booze and, and what have you, you know, but yeah. I can't help it, right? I'm just, I'm just emotionally yeah. like they, they, you know, I love, I love the club, and um, at that time, you still love them, but it was, it was so hard supporting them, and you know, I remember whenever we got relegated, uh, it must have been oh, 08, 09 season, oh eight, oh nine season, yeah, the first, the first one, one. Yeah. um, we. Lost away. Pretty sure the last game of the season was was that away at Villa. Um, Shearer was in charge. Yeah, uh, and I remember being up. And it was like around. It was the northwest. Was it that 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 at that time? 
Um, and I remember being up in, in Newcastle, uh, up in Portrush, sorry, with, with a group of friends and, and watching that game and that. And honestly, I bought my eyes out like I cried. Like it, yeah. it hurt me. Like, and I was, you know, I was 20 odd then, you know, and I, you know, just, and my fan and my mates just, you know, ridiculed me and what have you. As you would, you know, and I would talk to you, really. But it, it hurt. It hurt so bad. And, at the, on the flip side of that, though, then you know you get a season. You after where you're winning basically all the time, and and it, I know it's not the top level of football, right? And it's not, but you're still winning games week in week out. You know what I mean? And and that that's still a big thing. So you know you have that positive season. You get back in. You you sustain. You know yourself in there for a few years, um, and then uh, you, you know then obviously. You have another relegation that, that comes down the line, and uh, yeah, it was it was so hard. And then, um, you know, we in between that, you know, we'd had uh Pardew come along, give us a real good season. You know, that was a good team. Like you know, when Cisse and and Bar and Kabai and and you know Gutierrez and and the boys, you know, were knocking about. Um, that was is that, one, is that, is that when Pardew got the ten year contract? <laughs> That's when Pardew got that ridiculous contract. Um, is, is, that, is that did that just end last year? Did it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it must have probably. Yeah, <laughs> Big Mom was still getting paid. That's why he's now on top sport. Um, but you know, so that was that was great. You know, when you had the fifth place finish and, and you got Europa League, and so so there were good times in that period, but they were few and far between. And then, um, you know, when we went down then and and Rafa came in and he stick, stuck with us. We had another great season in terms of brought us straight back up, which was so important. It was so important to get back up straight away both times, you know, because most of the core group of players stayed. They, they were too good at score for the championship, you know, so you needed to get them back up. And, and they, most of the, to be fair, a lot of them boys that stuck with us, they got us back up. Um, and... You know, Rafa then, obviously, you know, um, they were, had some good times on him, left, and then um, came the Bruce, Bruce years, which, again, was back to just avoiding relegation. Yeah. Um, and, and that, and, and it was a very dark, dark time, the Bruce years, to be honest. Like, a lot of fans, the, the toxicity around the club at that point was, yeah. was huge. You could feel it when you went over. Um. Yeah. It was it was a very negative, you know, dark place it, to be. It almost it almost came across so. worse worse than the, the two relegations. It was Honestly, just almost I, I think I think it I think it did. I think it did. Um it was I feel a bit sorry for him, right? Because to be honest with you, I and a lot of Newcastle fans probably disagree with me on this, right? But I don't think he did that bad a job for us. Like he, he did he did a decent enough job with, with what he had. Um, he didn't play great football, granted, he didn't, but didn't really have the squad, the players, to play mm. great football, you know, and, and he did what he what he had to do, what his remit was, and that was keeping us in the Premier League, and that's all he could have done on Ashley, because his, his hands were tied, that, that's why Benitez left, and yeah. Ashley was never going, he wasn't concerned about winning things, I, you know, he used Newcastle as, as a vehicle for to promote this as you know sports direct etc you know that yeah. that sort of thing so 
when the rumours came about of the takeover and the, and the bid had gone in, you, you started to then feel like something could happen, that there could be an end of that nightmare. And, you know, it dragged out and dragged out. And then the, the day, the day, I remember the day that it came about that, that they pulled out, basically the PIF had, had decided to pull out. I mean, that that just was like, it was a real kick in the stomach. It really was because you felt like, no, we're not going to get out of this. Um, and but to be fair to Amanda and Murdrad and, and PIF etc they never gave up on the day they kept the day going and they kept going and and yeah the, 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 you know 7th of October 2021 when that, that went over the line I, I have to say that's one of the that was an amazing day for me like I remember I was, it was you know I was still working home over and all and, and I basically just sat and watched the iPad Sky Sports News all day didn't care about yeah. work um, and it was mass. It was massive. Just seeing the fans outside St James's going going mental. I would have loved to have been there. Man. It would have been it would have been amazing. And and ever since then, it's it's just been fantastic. It's been an amazing two years, and and hopefully we're on the right path to what could be a hopefully a very successful period in in the clubs. You know, in the club's history going forward. Yeah, well, when we spoke there about the, the couple of relegations and probably to give Steve Bruce credit, you know, if if he if he had went down, the takeover might not have happened. So um that that party did play. Just just I was doing a bit of research to refresh my memory before the podcast, Mark, and I had a look at the 2009-2010 season, which was the, the first year you were relegated. Um like you said, you went back up as champions, but um Doncaster were in the league that, that season actually finished up quite high. It was interesting to see that some of the other Premier League teams teams in the Premier League now and where they finished. So Scunthorpe, who are actually now in the National League North, uh, they actually finished, uh, they actually didn't get relegated, but they finished one place above Crystal Palace, who also avoided the drop. So there you go. Sliding doors moment there. Um, just shows you know, what happens if you you know if you don't get up at the first time asking you could spend a long time in there and in the division and then 2016-17 season Burton Albion were actually in it that year as well. So yeah, um, you yeah, know some teams there. Look, Sheff- Sheffield Wednesday, a uh, huge club as well. Spent spent almost a decade in, in League One. So so it is yeah. very hard uh, to get out of. Yeah, so you, you you mentioned there about you know just just the last two years, it's, everything's been positive. Um, a lot of people who, you know, obviously there's so many people who like to to try and find ways to to bring bring a club down or or predict um, moments that could change the future. So obviously we spoke about Eddie Howe already. Um, would you credit the owners in that? Obviously, the way they've let, let Eddie Howe... It feels like Eddie Howe does have a big part in recruitment because uh, it feels like everyone that's coming in is players that he can trust, players that will buy into his philosophy, his, his work ethic, like you've mentioned about Trippier, demanding that as well. Um, if I draw a comparison to Man City, when they get taken over, they kind of had... Um, they kind of had, like, a first first two-year draft of signings. They would get, like... Rocky Santa Cruz for 18 million for Blackburn, you know, kind of stockpiling players, two players in every position. Um, but they actually didn't didn't get Champions League. It was the year actually Spurs got fourth and Man City came fifth. That actually ended up costing Mark Hughes' job. 
so um, Eddie Howe obviously done a fantastic job, probably bought himself a good bit of time, rightly so, by overachieving and getting Champions League football. Did it cross your mind in the summer that, you know, you, you see the Champions League group, a couple of losses at the start of the season. You look at um, maybe Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool, all looking to, to do better than last year. Did you worry for Eddie Howe after a couple of defeats or, or do you think the owners are going to give him time? Do you think they deserve a bit of credit there, Mark, as well? Um, I didn't worry for him, personally. No, I, I absolutely not. I think he he, he 100% deserves time. He deserves it because, he, he for me, he has so much credit in the bank. Like, he, the owners have come in They've been fantastic. They've put in a great structure from top to bottom. You know, you've got, you know, Darren Ailes come in as chief executive, Darren Ashworth's come in there, you know, as, as as sporting director. You know, you've you've got the likes of Peter Silverstone's come in as chief commercial officer. You know, there's been a proper structure put in there and they've come in. And a lot of people would have expected, you know, for a more flashy name. And to be fair now, you know, it, it was clear that Eddie wasn't the first choice for, for the new ownership. You know, Unai Emery was approached for the job and it ended up he stayed at Villarreal, didn't take it, so it ended up that, that they landed upon Eric. But they've obviously went out there and they've, they, they've seen something in him and, and picked him, you know, for a reason. There, there would have been other managers out there. He's not the most flashy name. You know, he's not what you would call a sexy manager. You know what I mean? One of those big names. You know, I mean, you or Conte, whatever, you know, and he, what he done at Bournemouth was fantastic. He's had a pretty, he's had a good career. You know, he kept a Bournemouth team in that in the Premier League for a number of years that were definitely punching above the weight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they got relegated, but as I say, what what he did there was, was he had a good record. He done he done well. So, you know, he came in and yeah, a lot of fans and and media etc. didn't weren't for having you know at the start and and what have we but I for me it was you had to give him a chance you had to give him time right and he took him a wee bit on to get on his feet but you know from he got that that first win against Burnley um it's pretty much been all 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 up since then yes we had the loss to Cambridge in the cup which was a dark day um you know but it's just that was just a sort of blip in the road, and and it's just how he's galvanized the entire club, right? He's galvanized everybody, the fan base. And I'm not saying there's not been fans out there that in that three game loss, you know, I've seen on fan sites, etc., how fickle some can be, right? Yeah. Calling for his head, looking at him out. But that's just ridiculous. Like, there's no club out there that's going to win every game in the season. You know, look at Man City, they've lost three out of the last four, right? You don't see people out calling for Pep to go, mm. so. He he definitely deserves deserves the time credit, and I had no doubt that, that he would be given it, and that he would turn it around. You know, and you know, you heard Jamie Rubin talk. He before he went flew out to Milan, he was getting interviewed, and and they asked him, you know, about about uh, Eric, and you know, he just came out and said, "Oh, they they total confidence and they they total backing," and he seems to be very much loved by. By the hierarchy there, and similarly, he the affection seems to go both ways. And, and you're right, he does definitely have a, a major part in, in the players that come into that club. I'm not saying he, he has every say and it's all his decision, etc. 
But if you look at the players that have come in, they're very much Eddie Howe type signings, and they're not just brought in because of of their ability on the pitch. They're brought in because of their ability off the pitch, right? They have to fit into that group because that group is so tight. It's so it, it's it's a it's a group of specific characters that are that are built, and he's building a squad and a team, you know, of not world beaters as such big big massive names. He's just building a team that that can play for one another and that you know that I think can, can really do something special. Yes, we need more. There's no doubt about that. You know, we, we do, but the club is, is strong as well by by FFP, etc. You know, it's it's well known that that is it. And they, they want to do it right. You know, they certainly seem like they want to do this the right way. And I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's not a strength, it's a marathon to, to get to where we want to be. And I have no doubt we'll get there. And I've heard people say about Eddie isn't the man to to do that, that that you know, they don't think he'll he'll get be the one to get them over the line to win that Premier League or Champions League, you know, Sam Jordan, etc. was saying about that. And and I disagree. I see I see no reason why he can't be the man man to do that. And he has my full backing and I, I genuinely hope he's there for, for a long, long time. I really do, like, because what what he's done he, he, to our club, he, yeah, he's he's loved on the side and, I, yeah, I, I can only thank him, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so we mentioned there about some of the signings. Um, as we spoke about it about before as well, I, I, and I mentioned Mad City, there's so many, they almost stockpiled players, like, Wilfred, Bo- Wilfred Boney from Swansea, players like that, you know, they just, they just don't don't get it. It's actually sad as well, you know, Chelsea yeah. did over the years as well. So many great players, like, you know, they would sign at Crespo and then loan him out to Inter Milan yeah. and AC Milan. Brilliant yeah. player. Um, yeah. but, but it definitely feels like everyone's coming in, has played a part, and, and what, what we spoke about in the PSG game, there's players coming in there with in- injuries to others and have actually stepped up. Um, like Longstaff or or Shar, um, yeah. But really, the only one that they they signed was probably Chris Woods um, at the beginning. Um, but that that his job was to come in and help help you stay in the league, which you mm. did. Um, but everyone else ha- has been superb. Someone you, you mentioned it there when, when you spoke about the PSG game and you know winning the tackles. But Flash Gordon, as he's known by um, Anthony Gordon, you know he he probably. I, I think he, I, I would probably admit that I was maybe one of the people that thought, oh, he looks like a bit of a troublemaker. He maybe didn't, you know, it was maybe a hard time for him to come in, you know, trying to break into a winning team. But it looks like this season, I know I know he lost against Liverpool, but that, that was a brilliant performance by um, Anthony Gordon that day. He, he looks like he can be a real asset for you, especially now with Harvey Barnes, another great signing, um, injured, unfortunately. But you've, like you said, you've definitely built a, a strong squad um this season uh mark so unfortunately look, the elephant in the room sadly um unless you include the inner total cup win uh your last sort of domestic trophy is 1955 sorry to bring that up there um but as a Spurs <laughs> fan it does get thrown at me all the time about trophies yeah. um so you know you, you've already kind of answered part of the question mark where you've said you know very much so getting getting back into the, the Champions League, which I do agree with because it's it's important to obviously to 
for FFP reasons, you know, you have to generate more money to spend more money. But but also, you know, you probably wouldn't have signed someone like Tanali without Champions League football. He's not going to leave a Champions League football um, through Europa League. But um, realistically, this season, you know, good start in the Champions League. You're, you're in and around the places in the Premier League. You've got, hopefully... Uh, as I said, as a Spurs fan as well, hopefully the, the fifth place will come available for cha- for Champions League qualification this year as well. Still in the Carabao Cup, uh, and then obviously we've got the FA Cup to go. Re- realistic ambitions for Newcastle this year then, Mark? Uh, realistic ambitions for, for us this year is to um, finish in the Champions League spots. Yeah. I think I think that, that, has, that has to be when I say realistic ambitions, I think I think that that's definitely what I what I want to happen, right? And I do think that that we can do it. You've touched on it before how difficult this league is this season. There's there's eight, nine teams, whatever now that, that can really compete for that those that Champions League spot, especially if it's five places, right? Like Chelsea are going to turn a corner. They're going to come back. The, the, they've got a great squad. Liverpool are definitely turning the corner. And, you know, now they're, they're come back. Now they, for me, actually will. I think they'll run City close for the league this season. You know, and then you've got Spurs. You know, no European football for Spurs and Chelsea as well, which is huge. Um, you know, Arsenal, obviously. You know, Brighton, Villa. You know, so it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But... I, I definitely think that we can do it, and I think if we can, if we can finish in those Champions League sp- spots, and we could get out of the group in the Champions League, who knows? Maybe push on, maybe quarterfinals. No team's going to want to come to St James's Park, right? They're, they're not. Um, if we if we could do that, then that that would be a fantastic season for us. But but I'm not. I'm not one of these fans either who. I know how difficult it's going to be. We may not get Champions League, you know, and if we finished sixth and, you know, whatever, and, and we did, we had another great cup run or whatever, I think that'd still be a good season for us. So, you know, it's a, it's a building process and, and Eddie, for me, again, would, would have would have done a good job. It's it's difficult because you're not used to balancing European football and league football, etc. at the same time. So it's, it's going to be tough, you know, and so far they've done, they've done it well. Had a few few injuries. Hopefully, we get a few players back and that you know come back and and you know if we can manage that and and keep the squad fit, then I, I see no reason why why we can't why we can't have a season like that. And as I said, if we can get in the Champions League again for next season, then I think we're we're really starting to to get on to some special going forward because we have new build. You know, there's already been, you know, Salah now are in his shirt sponsors. Adidas will come on board next season as kit manufacturers. You know, Bet MGM have just come on as well. So the commercial revenue is starting to really build. There's, you know, the new fan zones becoming soon. You know, at St. James's, that will be generating revenue. There's big talk of them expanding St. James's as well. You know, so we were definitely on the good thing. And I hope that, as I say, we can we can just sustain that and, and keep it going. And but yeah, I, I just you know I, I I just want to keep on the ride that we're on because it's it's been fantastic and and long may continue. That's that's great to hear, Mark. And I know um, 
good few good friends, Newcastle fans as well, and um, similar to yourself, just just such relief more than anything when, when Mike Ashley left. But it's great to hear you just talking about all all the positive things. I don't want to go into it too much, but I definitely do see um and like a parallel universe sort of what's happening to Newcastle or what's happening to Man United at the minute, where it feels like you know if you look at how your seasons ended last year, Man United actually beat you in, in the League Cup final uh, and they actually finished slightly ahead of you in the league. So going into this season, no reason why both of you couldn't have the same momentum. If you actually look at league form as well, at the start of the season, both of you have lost a few games. Um, but the general feeling around both clubs was, you know, Newcastle, you know, lose a few games. Okay, you're losing by the all goal to Man City, losing by the all goal to Liverpool. Man United are losing at home to, to lesser teams. Uh, and after having a fantastic run in the league at home, uh, now the fans are, are, are turning against them. There's a whole that whole negative feeling around the club, and it really does stem back to the ownership. And I do, I do feel I'm not going to stick up for some of the players because I think they they can do better. But I do feel like that bad atmosphere around the club does feed onto the pitch. Um, and I can tell from things at Newcastle after a few defeats, they've actually reacted really well. Like you said, they're on a bit of an unbeaten run between the international breaks there. Um, so yeah, it's great, 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 great to hear, Mark. Um, coming up now, um, you know, you'll play Dortmund back-to-back. Dortmund are kind of struggling a bit. So you do have a great chance to to put yourself in a commanding position um, in, in the Champions League as well. Uh, and then obviously you've got United in the, in the Carabao Cup, where, um, like you said, get a few players back. You have a few squad players there who've proved and a couple of games there that they can step up, um, and then there's not much of it. There's not much between the teams in the league. You've you've, you've touched on it yourself. There are a lot of strong teams. I do agree. I think Spurs and Chelsea have an advantage with no European football, but sometimes um, with the bigger squads now, I think a lot of the teams can cope better. You're you're looking at a lot of teams involved in in Europe at the minute there, and you know they're reacting. They're they're, they're getting they're getting wins on a Sunday after what what yeah. should be tough fixers so so um yeah eight, eight teams involved uh in europe uh in the from the premier league this year that's never happened before you could argue in some points that it is the, the super league you know it is it's the best league in the world and you know you look at someone like tonali coming to newcastle that that's huge i know there's a lot of negative people trying to you know put put it put the move down at the start saying he, he doesn't look happy Maybe it yeah. just doesn't work. Maybe it's just the kind of character that doesn't look happy in general. But there's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no denying when he's on the pitch. You know, from I think that he's scoring his debut against Villa. You know, there's no denying that he, he's he's going to play play for the badge. So yeah, um, so 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 many games coming up and a, and a great season ahead. Uh, really enjoyed you coming on today, uh, Mark, and and I do appreciate you taking up the time to speak with us on the pod. Now, for anyone that listens regularly, normally Josh is here. I wouldn't. I didn't want to put Josh uh, as a, a Sunderland fan through this. I'm sure he, he's had enough. Josh, Josh, as professional as always, would have sat here and and, and gave Newcastle plenty of credit. But I wouldn't put put him through that. I don't think it's fair. So, um, yeah, Mark, appreciate you coming on. Best of luck with the rest of the season. Um, and it'll be interesting to see um how things go. And we're looking forward to maybe getting you back on in the future. So, um, thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye for now. We'll